Hi guys and welcome back to Fit with Viv and Kate. I know last week we had a little social media episode for you guys, but this week we are actually talking about fitness things. We're talking about food today. My favorite topic in the whole wide world. I think it's everybody's favorite topic (laughs) and we are going to be talking more specifically on If you are somebody who tracks their macros, you've heard about macro tracking because I talk all about it, um, or you're just starting, but you haven't quite gotten the, you know, the process down. Um, I'm actually going to ask Katie what her experience was like in the beginning of tracking and how she's made it such an effortless um, and just seamless part of her lifestyle. So I feel like I just want to get right in it with you and I know at the very beginning you had never heard of tracking macros or have you heard, had you heard of it? I had heard of it and full transparency. I was one of those people that was like macro tracking is crazy. It is so detailed. It is not sustainable. It's for people who are a little bit psychotic. So if you're like that, stay tuned because I think we'll change your mind because I've absolutely changed the way I think about macro tracking. But yeah, I had, I had heard a little bit about it. I love that you thought it was crazy because I think I'm sure so many people do, especially if you've never done it, to think that you would track everything you put in your mouth. I feel like sounds absolutely excessive if you are not used to tracking at all. Um, So when you had came to me and I told you you were going to be tracking, what were your thoughts? I was scared. (laughs) I was scared because I remember our first conversation, you said like, here's what we're going to do. Here's all the items you need. You need a scale. You need to go grocery shopping ASAP. And I was like, okay, whoa, I'm going from three days of, or sorry, three meals a day of like fast food, barely grocery shopping. Um, I'm not ready. I'm scared. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think I think I knew at that moment that I was going to be serious about this and and I was excited to learn the like the scientific way of kind of losing weight and and prepping your food, so yeah. So if you thought before that macro tracking was for essentially psychotic people, <laughs> which honestly I can totally understand why people think that. What was your initial reaction when I had told you what we were going to be doing? Were you resistant or were you just in a place where you're so ready to do, to change and be open to whatever that you're like, you know, let's do this? I think I was ready to trust the process. I think I did still think it was crazy, but um, it's essentially just a different form of counting your calories, right? But you're looking at it at a more specific way about the intake of your food. And I knew I was at the point where I needed to pay attention to that. So to me, it was kind of exciting because I could understand kind of what I was eating more specifically. And you can understand your portion sizes and the, the, the different types of food you're consuming. So I was very open to it, even though I did think it was <laughs> a little bit crazy. I love that. So, I mean, in the beginning, I gave you your set macros. And if you are a client client of mine, you know that I also give you a sample meal plan that matches those macros to make your transition easier because it's a little bit harder to tell someone who's never tracked, hey, eat, you know, 100 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, 60 grams of fat, whatever. Um, And especially if they've never tracked, they're thinking, what food do I choose, right? So I like to give an initial sample meal plan based on foods that they like. And so I'm curious, how did you transition from the sample meal plan that I initially gave you into branching off into other foods? Because with macro tracking, you are not limited to eating any one specific thing. 
So I will say the first thing that I realized, and this doesn't directly answer your question, but I'll get there. So the first thing I realized is I actually had to eat a lot more food than I previously was. So I think before when you're eating, I think you call it like calorie dense foods, you're consuming less, but the foods themselves are worse. And so they're more calorie dense. So when I transitioned to macro counting, it was more whole foods and I had to eat a lot more than I thought. And so I think initially my reaction was like, oh my gosh, this is so much food, which is interesting because I was not, I was trying to lose weight, right? So you had me eating technically less calories, but anyway, so that was surprising. So that was the first hurdle I had to jump was actually consuming more food and feeling full. Um, and then your initial plan for me, I think was very clean foods. It was like rice, sweet potatoes, ground Turkey, vegetables, very, very plain. And I think when you're going from eating quote unquote unhealthy to eating, you know, nutrient dense foods, the first shock to the system I think is flavor and taste and getting over like, it's not super salty. You're not using a ton of condiments. It's like very plain. So I think that's the hardest part. But for me, I stuck with your meals that you gave me probably for too long. I think I ate the same meals probably the first four weeks because I was like, this is what she gave me. This is going to work. <laughs> if Viv gave it to me, it's, it's proven to work and I'm going to lose weight if I eat this. So I kind of just forced myself to eat that food. And then I think week five, I was like, oh my God, I can't eat another sweet potato. I can't look at ground turkey anymore. And when I felt myself like wanting to reject the food and like not wanting to eat, that's when I knew I had to switch it up. So I took it and I took exactly what you gave me and I kind of just swapped out the pieces. So where there was ground turkey, I switched it to like chicken where it was a sweet potato. I changed it to rice. I kind of just swapped out the elements and kept the portion sizes so I knew I was doing the same thing and I was understanding the tracking more. So I was able to like swap it out a little bit easier. You know, I am going back to what you said about how the initial meals are super plain. And it's true because when I, I ask you in the questionnaire what foods you like, I don't think I actually ask you what condiments or flavorings you like, which is now something that I can go back and change. But I do definitely feel like I give more plain meals because it's easier for me since I don't know exactly the the flavorings. And I, you know, it, it's funny because I think I, what I do is I assume that my client is going to add in what seasonings they <laughs> like because the food is plain. I'm not actually assuming them, they're just going to eat this super plain food. I don't do that and I don't recommend anyone do that because it's so bland. Um but that actually is very interesting because I'm sure that when I give someone a sample meal plan and I do try to emphasize sample, they still <laughs> take it as like, this is what I should eat. And I'm like, no, but I do. I feel like what you went through is so common and I'm so glad you brought that up. So hopefully anyone listening to this understands that you don't have, especially if you're doing macros, like you are not stuck to any one thing and flavoring and seasoning your foods is honestly such a big part of the enjoyment of it. When did you implement like seasonings and condiments in your food? Um, I'd say it probably did take a while. Cause I think logically I was like, Oh, condiments are like wasted calories. Like, yes, it's adding flavor to your food and it's making your meals more enjoyable. But when I was at my lowest, I felt like I did not have the calories to spare on like a tablespoon of ketchup or what, whatever it may be. Like I realized how much that adds. So when I was at my lowest point, I was like, no way, like I'm starving, <laughs> I'm starving and I'm not going to waste this on ketchup or whatever it is. So I really don't think I did. I think what I did was add 
like seasoning. So like garlic powder and like the other things. And I also really leaned into hot sauce, which, um, doesn't have a ton of macros to add. So it felt like an easy way to, to add flavor without sacrificing calories. Yeah. I would say if you are someone that has very low macros, um, and you do not want to be very hungry throughout the day, (laughs) it's definitely smart to save your macros and calories for actual food. That's going to fill you up instead of like Katie said, condiments, because it can add up depending on what condiments you're using and seasonings can be such a game changer in just changing the taste of your food without adding any extra, you know, calories in there. Um, but I love that at you're saying at your lowest, you were really saving all of your calories for just the food because I, I totally feel that. And I know now you're eating so much more than you did at that time. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you're eating almost twice as much. And so, I am curious about what your experience is like now where, okay, let's say at your lowest, you were, I want to say around 137, Mm -hmm. right? And to give you guys reference listening, her calories were probably around 1,500. I think we got to, I think it was 14. Okay, so let's say 1,400. So like around 1,400 was the lowest that we got her at. And now, so that was 137 at 1,400 calories. And now you're 142, 143. Mm -hmm. So let's say four, five, five, six pounds up, right? And what are your calories at now? I'm eating 2,400 calories. Okay, so (laughs) 1,000 extra calories, which is like three more meals. Wild, yeah. That's a lot. So what has your experience been like? now with where you're at in terms of strength body fat how you feel both internally and externally and in comparison to when you're at your lowest both in your calories and in your weight so there's a physical and mental side physically we knew I was going to get stronger the point of the reverse dieting was to gain muscle and to gain strength and the ability to to progress in that sense rather than just getting lean So I am much stronger. I'm probably lifting double the weight that I was previously. I'm able to like have a protein shake and an English muffin and then go to the gym and then eat a breakfast. It's like so much more food, but it's very intentional. I'm not just like eating extra. I'm eating purposefully to fuel myself for my workouts and to recover. So physically I'm doing a lot better. I'm not exhausted from the gym. I'm like empowered by it more, which I think is interesting. And then mentally... I think the higher macros give me the ability to be a little more lenient on myself. So I'm enjoying my meals more. I can put creamer in my coffee if I want to. Like that's something I love. And so I I calculate that in. Or if I know it's a date night and we're going out, I have more flexibility. Whereas previously, I had to be very, very, very strict. So while I'm still strict and I'm still intentional, it gives me the ability to, to breathe a little bit if I want to. Okay, so what advice would you give to somebody who's very hell-bent on, you know, losing the most amount of weight or staying super lean or, like, really just holding on to, let's just say, their physique or a certain look, but that look requires them to have their macros so low, essentially, like, where yours was at in the lowest, and essentially sustaining that what would you tell them as advice would you tell them you know to let go have more balance like what would you personally say based on your experience well I get it I understand that mindset I totally do at my lowest I was like hell yeah I've never been this small let's do it I don't care I'm hungry and I'm tired but I look great (laughs) and that's so ridiculous like so so 
I relate to that and I understand you, but I would say the five pounds that I gained back in muscle, I don't look much bigger. I don't feel much bigger, but I feel happier and I feel honestly healthier, which is, which is funny. So I would say try. I think it was a huge mental hurdle to reverse diet and add a thousand calories to my plate. Like I remember being very scared and like, I think even in the beginning I was like, Viv wants me to eat 1900 calories. Like, I don't think that's right. That's weird. But then I'm like, okay, she's my coach. Trust this process. There's a purpose. So I'd say if you're someone that's like holding on to that leanness, adding calories is not going to make you reverse back to how you looked previously. Like I, I thought overnight I was going to be 200 pounds again, which it's a mental struggle. You're just going to have to get through, but, but the other side is so much better. Yeah. And I think getting through that mental hurdle is truly just about doing it and you you your results will essentially prove to you yeah. that okay your fears weren't right but you do have to just trust I really don't think there's any other way than trusting that if you do it methodically if you do it slowly it's going to work but I do believe that for most people especially when they are very low calories the last thing they want to do is slowly and methodically uh increase yeah. their calories yeah. usually it's like oh my god let me just like go crazy so did you ever have those feelings I probably did at one point, but I think you very slowly, you very, very slowly reversed me. So I don't think we went from 1400 to 2400. It was 1400 to 1600, 1800, whatever, like every couple of weeks. But I remember when I was kind of like in the middle range, like 1900 calories, I remember being like, oh my God, I can have anything I want. Like, this is fantastic. Like, let's just go crazy. We're reverse dieting, like whatever. But I think that was maybe one or two days. And then I was like, no, remember, we're still intentional. There's still a point to this. So yeah, you're probably going to have those feelings because you're, you're so restricted and then you're not. And I think it's hard to kind of balance that, but you'll, you'll figure it out. Well, what did you like, how did you get, if you were already on that momentum track of like, oh, let's go crazy. How did you (laughs) pull yourself back to, okay, calm down. You're fine. How did you do, what did you tell yourself that allowed you to get back to a more like logical mindset? I think I had one or two days where I ate like really big meals, like one or two dinners that were like a little bit off the track crazy. And then I had realized to hit my macros, like I couldn't eat the rest of the day. So I think I had one or two days like that. And I was like, no, I like to eat throughout the day. I like to be satiated my entire day. I like these other feelings The the one big meal wasn't worth it. So I think just a couple days of, of kind of feeling off balance put me right back on track. Cause I think for so long you, you track and you feel great and, you're on a system and when you go off of that system it might feel good for five minutes and then your stomach hurts and you can't sleep and like you get a pimple and like all this stuff. <laughs> so I think those are the, the things I hold on to so it's less of a conversation and more of a focusing on my body and how I'm feeling um, and going back to the good stuff wait do you get pimples when you eat like shit oh my gosh yeah really it's super weird yes I do I when I eat like shit and when I don't drink enough water Wow. Okay. I, I actually do too. Yeah. I definitely break out when I eat like anything super greasy. So I just think that's so funny yeah. that I'm not the only one. <laughs> it's great motivation to remind you like, Hey, it's not just, you know, weight gain or how you look. It's like, it's everything. It's your body's telling you, yo, this, yeah. this isn't working for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I feel like I see my clients struggle with often is they, don't exactly know like as soon as they get sick of what they're currently eating and it's funny because I do have like meal what's what's it called recipe books Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's so many recipes online but I feel like the 
nature is to say, oh, I don't know what it is I want to eat or I don't know what it is, like how I can change my meals and I'm sick of what I'm currently eating. So I'm just going to go back to eating what I ate before, which is usually like chips and things (laughs) that totally don't satiate you. So what did you do when you were getting bored of your meals? How did you figure out what to switch it up with? How did you figure out what you liked? So I kind of went off the deep end in the beginning and I went majorly into Pinterest and I was like, oh, I'm going to get so fancy. I'm going to do all this intense stuff. And to preface this, like I love cooking. So this is might not relate to a lot of people who want something really easy. Like I find enjoyment in cooking. Um, So I was like, oh, I'm just going to go crazy and find something wild. That ended up not working for me. The more complicated the recipe or the meal, like it just wasn't fulfilling me. So I took a step back and I went to the basics. I said, okay, I know I like these meats. So for me, it's chicken. I really like salmon. And you kind of think of all those proteins you like, and then you have your carbs. Like, what do you like? I like white rice. I like potatoes. Kind of what are those things? And then your vegetables. I always try to have a serving of veggies um, with my meals. So I kind of have a rolling bank in my head of like mix and match protein, carb, and veggie. Can you give us an example? So... Um, one thing that I have pretty much every week in some form is like a bowl. So like almost like a chipotle bowl. So I'll do a rice and I'll put a meat on it. So it's usually chicken. I'll do like beans and guacamole and, you know, kind of all those things. And I'll kind of switch out the items that I'm putting in that bowl. So sometimes I'll even do like a barbecue bowl, which sounds wild, but I'll do sweet potato and I'll do chicken again. I'll put a little barbecue sauce on it and I'll do like broccoli. So it's always some kind of bowl um, because to me that feels that feels big and that feels like it's really like it's a hearty meal even though it's really just like rice, meat, and a vegetable. So that's what I did. I think that is one of the best ways to not just feel satiated but to be able to easily hit your macros and just enjoy what it is you're eating because I find that bowls are very universal to just about everyone. I mean, I feel like everyone loves a good, like you said, like a chipotle bowl or some variation of rice, sweet potatoes, some kind of uh, vegetable that you do like, some kind of protein. It doesn't even have to be meat if you're vegetarian or vegan, but some kind of protein that you can put in there and then switch up the condiments. So I'm going to go off of what Katie said for those who are listening to this and struggle with finding meal ideas truly bowls are the easiest way to not only just make but to switch it up so number one like you said pick a protein so yeah I like beef I like turkey I like chicken um, and then for any like vegans out there I really like seitan I like tempeh because I used to be vegan so I used to do bowls all the time and then you choose a carb source so it could be sweet potatoes it could be pro- uh, rice it could be both it could be beans on top of that and then you want to have a fibrous carb so a vegetable um so whichever vegetable you like so remember don't choose one because you feel like you have to but choose a vegetable that you actually are going to enjoy and if that means that the only way you're going to enjoy it is if you put some oil on it and bake it in the oven and actually make it like crispy and good that's totally fine make it however you're actually going to enjoy it but being able to pick certain items and switch them up it's such an easy way and not just to make a meal, but also to hit all of your macros because you have your protein, your carb, and then usually the oil will be the fat and then your vegetable vegetables, which will give you your fiber and so many other nutrients. So I'm so glad that you brought the bowl thing up. I like that you said pick something you like. I think that is, and that sounds so stupid. Like obviously we want you to eat something you like, but that genuinely changes it. Like 
when we were talking in the beginning about what what you had given me to start like I liked that for a few days and then I didn't like it and I wasn't eating it and it was like hard so pick something you know you like and maybe it's something from your previous life or whatever you want to call it where maybe you cooked it in a ton of oil or you used a lot of butter like well now take that same meal take out those things that were making it bad so if previously you were eating cheeseburger with tons of cheese and mayo and all this stuff well have a turkey burger now wrap it in lettuce have the bun if you can like right now my macros allow me to have a bun so I'll eat a turkey burger on a bun it's like incredible but take those things you love and just make them a little bit better for you. I think that is a good way to, to not feel burnt out from tracking macros. Cause I remember in the beginning I was like, I cannot do this. <laughs> so I love that. And to, to that point where you're saying, you know, it should be intuitive to eat what you like, but even you just saying right there, like people could listen to you saying, you know, switch out the bun for lettuce. If I heard that and let's just say I'm new and I'm just taking you as inspiration, I'm thinking, oh shit, like I shouldn't eat the bun and I hate lettuce. (laughs) So it can be easy to forget to eat what you like Mm -hmm. and to listen to people's advice, but only take it the parts that you like. So let's just say, for example, I am a listener listening to Katie. I am not going to switch out my bun for lettuce. I would hate that. But what I could do is not get the slice of cheese or half my burger, get my normal burger, but half it and only eat half. And then the other half is like more nutrient dense. So you have to get creative and ask yourself the right questions, which isn't how do I, you know, reduce all the food I like. It's how can I eat what I like, but either reduce the portions, switch something out to make it healthier, but do it in a way that I'm still going to enjoy it. So I really want you to hear what we give you and ask yourselves, how do I make that work for me? And if something doesn't work for me, then don't take it. And you know, I always tell you to only take what resonates with you. Right. So, so in the beginning when you were I'm curious because you were saying how like you like the meals I gave you for like three days, yet you continued to follow them. So I'm curious either one, why you didn't tell me like, (laughs) hey, I don't like this meal and I don't know what to switch it up with or, you know, what was going through your head? Because I'm curious like, shit, I don't like I didn't know you were eating the same thing for six weeks. I was hoping you'd switch it up. But I think you were so on point with your macros that I just didn't question you. Because it was kind of like, oh, you know, she's on point with her macros, so she's doing something right. I'm sneaky, apparently. No, yeah, I remember you because you give the sample plan that literally says one week of food. And then I, I assume after that one week, you want us to, like, figure it out. But I felt like in the beginning, I did not know enough. I was not ready to swap it out. Like, I knew, like, this is what you gave me. I know it's working. And if I want to see results, I have to stick to this. So I'm not ready to branch out. And I think I just didn't tell you because it didn't matter to me at that point. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm eating the same food. Like, I was just doing it. Um, And again, not everyone's like that. Like, I was just very dedicated and I wanted to see results. So I knew that's what I had to do. So I think once I felt more comfortable with what macros were and how to weigh my food and how to track and all the apps I was trying to use, then I felt like I could swap it out. Well, I think that's so helpful for me to hear because I think that... I think that was my whole more than anything, assuming that you could switch out your meals like after the first week. Like I think that's my whole as a coach, understanding that different people are different places and giving you the resources that you need. So if you are such a beginner and you don't know macros and you don't know how to switch your foods, being able to somehow guide you 
more in that process, but I'm curious how you, like what would have helped you that I could have gave you if we were to go back that would have, because I, I guess the way I look at it is, is the way you said of you just swap out mm-hmm. different proteins or carbs or whatever. And so I feel like in my head it's intuitive, but do you feel like there's anything I could have done or given you that would have really helped that process? I actually think you did a good job because I think you gave the sample meal and I know I'm saying you did a good job, but I didn't like change my meals. So it's a little counterintuitive, but (laughs) so you gave the meals and then you also gave us a list of like, here's good lean proteins. Here's good carbs. You should be eating. Here's good vegetables. So really you did give the resources. I think for me, it was almost the level of effort. I wanted to put more effort into the other things rather than tracking because again, to me, eating the same food was fine. It wasn't fantastic, but I could do that. If you're someone that like the food is a huge hurdle for you and that's where you want to put your effort in, do it from day one, figure out what those macros mean, figure out how you can swap it out and then ask Viv or ask your coach and say, Hey, this is what I'm going to swap to. Does that sound cool? Cause I think I did that with you. I think when my, when I first started changing my meals, I said, Hey Viv, I think this is what I'm going to do. And I remember you were like, cool, good job. <laughs> Cause I thought I had to like run it by you and like check Um, so if you're someone like that and you want the validation from your coach, like send them your meals. So I think that's what I started. So I think you gave all the resources. I think it was mostly me. I I think though, even just emphasizing, Hey, you know, start switching up your meals or else you are going to get sick of it. I think I could even do that, but I do appreciate the feedback. I'm always just so interested, like, you know, because as a coach, I've, I've had so many more years of experience. So sometimes you forget the gaps that beginners have, you know, because you forget how long ago that was for you. And you kind of forget what you used to struggle with. Cause like for me, that was, I, I feel like I started 10 years ago or like longer than that. So I, I do forget what the gaps are. So it's just nice to have that, that feedback from you, especially in the beginning. So I can know, oh yeah, like it's not that easy. It's not as intuitive as I feel it is for me now because I've had years of experience. So I just, I feel like that was super helpful. So the reason why we wanted to even touch on this topic today is because for me as a coach, I feel like this is truly the area that 99% of my clients struggle the most, especially when they're just starting off tracking. So I want to know for you, Katie, because you're you are still, you still know what the shoes of a beginner feel like, what advice or what tips or just, I guess, words of wisdom would you tell our listeners who might be starting out on their tracking journey, um, and are, you know, kind of figuring out what it is they like. So a little personal background. I'm a huge foodie. I love it. I love to bake. I love to cook. I love to go to restaurants. I love eating out. I am the first one in my family on vacation to be like, where are we eating lunch? Where are we eating dinner? Like it's my biggest concern 95% of the time. I just am obsessed with it. So as someone who's like that and who's very food oriented, the idea of restriction is very scary to me. So my biggest piece of advice to you all is do not visualize it as a restriction. It is a goal. Macros give you the ability to have a little bit of freedom and to hit goals that are going to to get you to a certain point in your journey. So if it's in the beginning and you have restricted calories and restricted macros, don't look at it like that. Look at it as the ability to fit all your food into those to reach your low weight or whatever you're trying to do. If you're reverse dieting and you have a ton of macros to hit, 
again, don't think of it as a limitation or as you're being forced to eat all this food. It's the ability to have a little more freedom and a little bit more leniency. So kind of change the way you're thinking about it and frame it in a more positive way so that you enjoy the journey and you still feel like you have the ability to again, enjoy your food and have a little bit of freedom. That's why I loved macro tracking and why I think I'll do it for probably a very long time. It's because again, you have that freedom while still being able to hit your goals. So I'm a huge proponent now, I've changed my mind. (laughs) Yeah, on on that note, I definitely think that the, you know, macro tracking isn't for everybody. like you said, you, you know, you're, you were researching all these like complicated recipes in the beginning. And I'm sure that was so hard to track because the more ingredients you have, right, the more things you have to track. So my advice for anyone listening is if you, and this is specifically for anyone who likes to cook, especially like intricate meals and recipes is if you are someone who likes that, just track the big items. Um, even if that means you are going to miss a lot of macros and calories, the I think the bigger picture isn't to track every little thing, but it's to make the tracking enjoyable. And if that means that it's not enjoyable to track every little ingredient and seasoning and condiment that you use in your your uh, cooking, then don't track everything. Just track the big things or just, just track your protein to make sure you're getting enough. Track your oils to make sure you're not going over. Figure out what is going to work for you. But I want you to understand that tracking is there's so many ways to do it. You don't have to track absolutely everything you eat. There's a lot of times where I'll, if I'm going out to eat, I will track the meals I eat beforehand. And then I won't track the actual meal going out to eat because I feel like that is going to uh, make me overly stress about it because I know that what I do want to get on the menu isn't going to be macro friendly. So why I choose to track the other meals is because I know that those are actual meals I can control and then I can actually hit lower macros to compensate for the meals out and I want you to know that for me and I feel like when Katie talks to we really just think of macros in a logical logical way you know at the beginning when Katie was saying how she thought it was her crazy people I think we feel that way because we see it more in, a, in food as an emotional sense right so again we do feel like our, we're being more restricted more restricted or our freedom is taken away or you know we're forced to track all these things but it is such a helpful tool and it's not a tool for everyone though if you are someone who'd rather eyeball things who would rather just eat out less and that's your goal that is totally fine but I just want you to know that if you are someone who is ready to like you want to know what's in your food. You want to be accountable in every little way. With macros, it's just about trial and error. And more importantly, actually taking the time to try out different foods and ingredients and meals that you have never possibly tried before. And that does, if you're someone who likes to stick to what you know, I encourage you, in at least in this aspect, to branch out and to not just stick to what you know. So that is my advice. I feel like there was a lot of string of advice in there for different types of people, but I feel like I I worked with so many different people. I've gotten so many different opinions on macros and other people's experience. And it's just so important to know that not every, like even me as a coach, not every single thing I give you is going to work specifically for you because your lifestyle, the way you cook, the way you meal prep, whatever, may be totally different, right? So that is just whatever resonates with you, take what you will from it. Um, Do you have any last words that you want to give our, our listeners? 
the last thing I'll say is if you're someone who's not tracking yet, thinks you're doing fine, whatever, like, or you're scared, I say everybody should track their macros for one week. I think what that's going to do and what that did for me in the beginning is when I tracked a week of my normal meals, it gave such visibility to the lack of protein I was eating, the shocking amount of calories I was intaking through like beverages and through other things. So I think just tracking for one week, see where you're at. If you're like, oh crap, I'm only eating 25 grams of protein, like, ooh, something needs to change here. I think that one week is going to open your eyes to whether it's something that's good for you, whether it's not good for you, whatever it may be. But I say just try it. Try it for a week. See how you feel. Um, It won't kill you for a week, promise. (laughs) I I would totally agree with that advice, especially because, yeah, one week is so noncommittal, but it really will open your eyes. And there's so it's fitness is not just about being told what to do it's about understanding what is you're putting in your body why are you doing the workouts why are you doing the cardio that you're doing like do you know why it's good for you or do you just listen to other people because they say it's good for you doing your own research even if you are not a health and fitness expert I think is so crucial because health and fitness applies to everyone not just people who like to work out or are coaches we all have a body we all have a, a health that can go up and down and so I think it's really important to, I mean, it's the one, like our body is the one thing that if we don't, if that's not together, if we don't have our health, like we are so fucked in every other area of our <laughs> life. If you break your legs, if you have a heart attack, if whatever, like it's so important. So I just feel like taking the time to educate yourself, even if your goal isn't weight loss is so important just for you. It doesn't even have to share it with anybody, but just take what, everything we say with a grain of salt, but understand that educating yourself is the most empowering thing that you can do by far. So with that being said in today's episode, and I feel like it was a whirlwind of just (laughs) different macro topics. um, We will see you in the next episode. And we are just so grateful to have you here as a listener joining us. Um, I know that And I'm sure I'm speaking for both of us, but I know that I just, I appreciate every single one of you. And, you know, the only reason that me and Kate are here is because we want to spread what we've learned on our journeys and both our struggles and wins and hopefully make your journeys that much easier. Yeah. Thank you guys for letting us do this. I know that we love talking to each other and it's exciting to, to think we're helping you guys along the way. So thank you. All right. So With that, we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.